Talk to me. How are you? Happy. What are we? Happy Thursday. I feel like. Thursday. Yeah, I feel like the month, the year has like kind of gone by super, super fast. But I don't even know what's going on anymore. It's already summertime. It's 80 degrees today. I'm having a blast. I'm wearing a tank top. Can't be happy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so interesting because I'm in L.A. and it's vice versa here because it is freezing in L.A. And guys, I don't know if you've already heard in the background, we have somebody super amazing on the call. Guys, Kyle Price is in the building. What's going on? How y'all feeling? Listen, this is how we do. We already like to start our conversations because I love how authentic we are with everyone that comes on the show. First and foremost, as you guys heard, Kyle is in New York. He's doing his thing. But if you don't know who Kyle Price is, number one, you guys are living under a good old rocks. I'm just going to start there. But Kyle Price, he's a multifaceted, creative influencer. And he's been acting and modeling and hosting and serving as an ambassador for so many different brands. He's based out of New York City. He's the host of Make It A Moment. I just wanted to say thank you for taking a moment for just being on the Jameer Smith show. And we appreciate you, one, for all of the work that you have done in the past. I remember some shows that I've seen you on, some YouTube flicks that I've shown, you know, people. And, you know, we've been fans for a while, but I think also um, we just appreciate you, you as an individual for continuously keeping your foot on these people's necks because you are just doing (laughs) the damn thing. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Before we begin, um, as we started off, you know, we are in May, which is crazy, um, how has this year, 2023, been for you so far? Well, 2023 is it's a special year this year. I feel I feel really blessed this year. I've, I've tried to do things a lot differently in terms of how I approach this year. Um, I've been intentionally journaling and, um, and writing in my gratitude book more than I have before. And it's actually helped me like put a lot of perspective and focus on the things that I have coming up and then just like where I'm at now I'm in my 36th year and I'm like okay well like how do we take things higher but then also how do we appreciate right now so I'm just pretty much grateful for everything that's going on um I'm grateful for everything that's about to happen and it's, it's been treating me good I'm looking forward to the summer I have a New York summer coming up so <laughs> I, if you if you've experienced one of those you know how great that can be so I'm looking forward to that and then all the work that's coming up in the future you know what's interesting is because I used to live in New York for about six years. So uh, I don't know if a lot of you guys know what that means. That means that Kyle is about to have a hot boy summer in these streets, okay? <laughs> and he is about to be outside. <laughs> He's about to be outside, outside. <laughs> it's, I rem- it's, it's like the first um, summer, like, you know, post-COVID, yeah. and everything seems to be going on. Everybody is on concert, like the big crowds, everybody's hype. It, it sounds, it's going to be amazing. So, you know, what's interesting is this is actually not a question that I had put, you know, whenever we were my team and I were putting things together because I was like, yo, I I love this guy. Like, you know, what is his name? I never even knew your name. I just remembered your work. And I remember seeing Love at First Sight and, you know, the web series. And in 2020, I remember that there was an amazing Pride article um, that was written about you and the entire team. But before we even go there. I want to get into your Instagram. 
I remember as you're talking about concerts and all of these things, I want to make this super relevant to right now. Okay. What did you think about the Beyonce already? Okay. Okay. All right. We're getting into the important stuff early. Yeah, we're getting into the important stuff real early. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So if you follow me on Instagram or on Twitter, I am a huge, 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 huge Beyonce fan. She is literally... She's made the blueprint of my life. Um, I saw the live stream yesterday. I love it. I love that she is having fun mm-hmm. on this tour. That's what seems to be the difference between her now and where she's been before. Like, everything was, like, very technical. Like, of course, she's excellent. So it's like, you're going to be technically excellent. But she seems to be having fun. And what I love, most particularly about this era in particular, is how she paid homage to the Black gay ballroom scene mm-hmm. and was so authentic to it and she brought a lot of the culture out on stage with it like the spectacles amazing hair amazing <laughs> Face, like, I, like I, I know she has a little something going on like you know with her, I think with her leg or something but like she still came out there and gave us an amazing show I can't wait to go I'm gonna this see this is a part of my, my New York summer I'm going to see her yeah she comes to town so I'm like okay so now I know what to expect I'm super excited about it it's interesting to your point um, I saw a couple of friends that were actually there and you know they all said the same thing they were just like you know this concert just felt different because you know of course she did of course a lot of her old songs that we have always loved and of course she definitely did you know renaissance but i think to see her just having fun i think that's what everyone's overall feedback has been um and to your point i'm going to the one in la um and I'm excited. I'm still excited, regardless of what anyone is saying, but I don't even care because it is what it's it's the queen. I don't care what anybody says. That's my queen. I'm going to spend money to go see it. I'm going to get dressed up. I'm going to go have a good time because I know I'm going to get a show and it's okay. That part. And listen, I done already paid my money for these tickets, so I can't get my money back either. So (laughs) I'm I'm going up and I'm in Club Renaissance. So if you see me there, listen, just say what up and I'm going to be I can't tell you about my outfit yet because I'm having it specially made. Listen, I'm going to be there. See me say what up. And we're going to be obsessed over your Instagram because we're going to be watching to see with bated breath what is Kyle wearing to this show guys oh my god all right i want to i want to start all the way from the beginning because again i think a lot of people will see your success they can see as you said earlier you know all of the things that you're doing now that 2023 has blessed you with but again i don't think a lot of people will actually see you know the hard work that you've really put in and the strife and the struggle and really you know how actors and actresses and and hosts and you know filmmakers and people that are creatives how much work goes into it? Being from Willingboro, New Jersey. Yes. Talk to is. us about growing up. Well, Willingboro, New Jersey is, is, like you said, it's where I'm from. It's a suburb in South Jersey. So it's, if, if you're looking at New Jersey, first of all, it's not just in the New York area. New Jersey is a whole state. <laughs> New Jersey, uh, my part of New Jersey is closer to Philadelphia. So I have those three, I have three cities around it. I have Trenton, I have Camden, and I have Philly, like all like within earshot of where I come from. But it's a, it's a black suburb where a lot of people come from, like Carl Lewis is from my town and everything. So like there's a history of people going in there, but it was very, it was very interesting growing up. Um, 
I I never had much static, but I knew I needed to. I knew I was bigger than that town. Mm-hmm. I knew um, a lot of the stuff that I had to that I wanted to go into. Um, I had to take a chance. I had to get out of that particular area only because. And shout out to one of I love one of but like I had bigger dreams. I had bigger aspirations, and yeah. like I knew. And I said this on, on when I was eighteen, my senior year. I said, "I'm going to do commercials." I'm going to do TV, and I'm going to host my own show. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but... But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it work. And the funny thing is, is like like I was telling you earlier about my gratitude journal and just reflecting on everything, I look back and I'm like, you know what? 18 years later, I've done literally all these things. But during that process, um, my why became different. Mm. like why am i why am i doing this why do i want to do it is it for you know self-satisfaction are you going to make it for a bigger purpose are these things going to represent something bigger than you and i know like looking back at that kid growing up in willingboro it's like i just wanted to find my own identity i wanted to be seen everybody wants to be a star exactly you know all these things but like you know i got it thanks to god and, and you know some determination but it's like those things stopped becoming important to me because it's like, all right, as I was doing the shows I was doing, like Love and First Night, I um, started connecting with people and found a bigger purpose and seeing representation on the screen. And then also the power in authenticity and doing all the things that you want to do. And then also noticing and speaking to your younger self. Mm-hmm. Like I, I literally, everything I do, I'm speaking to my younger self. I'm ex- I get excited still over doing all these things because I'm looking at my like 14, 15 year old self like, you did it, you did it, you did it, you did it, oh my god, you're here. But then also, I'd speak to 14 and 15 year olds that look up to me or come up to me and say, I inspired them. I'm like, I'm still doing this. I'm still, I'm still excited. And I'm like, okay, this shifts my perspective of why I do everything. I go back to that little kid in Willowbro that wanted to be this thing. And now, as you are this thing, like, share your gifts, mm-hmm. but share it with a purpose of something that's bigger than you, you know? So I, it's, it's been. A lot of hard work. <laughs> a lot of hard work. I think people think I have a start and a stop time. It's like, no, it's mm-hmm. a 24-7 thing. Yeah. It's literally me manning my shit, figuring out how I'm going to make this work, how I'm going to make this make sense. And, and I'm very, I love details and I love threading stories together and everything that I do so it makes sense. So I, I'm kind of obsessive. In, no, in that's that listen, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it because it's like it tells a story because now that I know that people are watching, that people are paying attention, that people are being inspired, it's like I feel like I have to do it in the most authentic way, in in the most in the way that makes most sense and do it to a level of not a standard of excellence, but my excellence, because I can only do what I can do. You, you know can only listen. Like, All right. You can right. only do what you can do, honestly, Kyle. And I think right. also what right. we've said consistently on the show is. What you just said, honestly, in a nutshell, is you're living your life with intention and being intentional as far as with your purpose. And and I appreciate you. We're going to talk about, you know, your you, you journaling and therapy at the end of our show. But my next question is, what is one of your best memories as a child? Um, I don't talk about this much anymore, but I, I, um, I was always a big sports person mm. and I played basketball literally all my life, like AAU, high school, college, like all that. And the bonds that I formed 
on my basketball teams and and everything like those were some of my best experiences mm-hmm. but i i love those experiences because they also disciplined me to get to to do the things that i do today so i'm like all right it's a t- it's a certain tenacity you have to have to be a sports player or believe in yourself and do whatever you want and i'm like okay I, every time i have a good memory i always shoot back to those times because like that's how I learned to bond with people. That's how I learned to to grow. Like that's how I learned to like you know just have fun in the moment, but then also like be super focused about everything. And, and I love I love my basketball times. I, I if my knees weren't the way they right now, <laughs> I, I'd go back. But we're a little older now, so you gotta limit that time. Kyle said he does not have the mega knees. Okay, oh, to be is, clear. I put up an uh, Instagram post where I was kind of, kind of sort of working on the bed a little bit, but I was like, that's all the energy you're going to get is one up and one down. <laughs> and not too much. Don't expect like a full concert of it. You get one up and one down. And that's it. That's it. No, that's it. <laughs> If you can go back and think about yourself as a child and you sitting in, you know, your room or your favorite place. And I know you talked about, you know, hey, I knew that I wanted to be an actor and a host and everything else. But what is that one thing you thought that you were going to be whenever you grew up? What is that one thing? Yeah. That I thought I was going to be? Um, one thing that I didn't do? or something That you that didn't do. Already, exactly. That I didn't do? Um... Probably that basketball. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make it in the league. But then I got through my, I got through my last varsity game. I was like, nah, nah, like, this nah, ain't I'm it. Do it for fun. So it, it just wasn't for me. As you knew that you were wanting to leave Jersey and you're like, okay, I have bigger dreams, like a lot of people do. And I think even when I moved to LA, everyone was like, you know, everyone wants to be the next. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. And you see that, right, in New York and in L.A., and we want to be the next something. And I think what's so great about your story is that your story has purpose, and you have created a lane for yourself that maybe, let's just say, you know, as you were auditioning or, you know, the roles that you wanted, maybe you didn't get. But you created a whole new lane for yourself. So when did you decide that you wanted to become an actor, and how did you start to pursue that? Well, something about me, and most of my friends know this, I'm very animated. <laughs> so I've, I've always wanted to be an actor, and I've, um, I'm, I have a preference for rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Like, those are my favorite genre of movies. And I was like, one day I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to do it and figure it out along the way. And, and to your point, I wanted to be... I love I love Brittany Murphy. Like she's shout out to Brittany Murphy. Such a rom com star. I love Brittany Murphy, and I was like, no, I need to be the next Brittany Murphy. I need to do like (laughs) in this lane, doing it like that, like to the levels of that. But then I was like, you know, as I'm doing it, I'm like, I don't want to do it like anybody else. I want to do it like me. I want to. I don't want to be the next anybody. I want to be the first me and the only me because that's how I can operate through life. And I think that that helps me with like auditions and everything because auditions the audition process is very it's demanding it's very uh grueling it'll have you like nitpicking at yourself all the time like why am i not good enough for this thing why am i not good enough for this? it's like you know it's sometimes you just it's just not it's not you it's what they're looking for so mm-hmm. once i took my ego out of it or trying to Ooh. become the next thing and become the first me 
that's when my whole perspective shifted and my whole my whole outlook on why I do what I do is shifted. Because if I'm trying to be the next thing, that means I'm chasing something, which means I'm it's running away from me. And it's not running away from me. It's just not for me. I think, um, not even that thing. I heard this quote that Kerry Washington said about auditions. Another Aquarian queen. Uh, I'm an Aquarian. Shout, shout out to our girl, Carrie, and shout out to the Aquarian. Aquarian. <laughs> <laughs> she has this quote that she always uses about auditions. She's like, and it's an analogy without buses. And sometimes you run for the bus, you try as hard as you can, and you get to the bus. And sometimes you might miss the bus. Mm. You can't take it personally, because that just means that bus wasn't for you. And as long as you did as much as you could, put as much effort as you could into it, worked your hardest, and you didn't make that bus, then you just got to let it go. You can't mm-hmm. take it personal, because it's just not for you. It wasn't for you. there's always another bus coming. Yep. So you just got to keep working on yourself, working on your craft, make working on... You know, just making, putting yourself in the position that you want to be to get to that level and not compare yourself to somebody else who may make that bus. Right. Because that may not be for you in that particular opportunity, you know? Well, and, and I that think. Just helps my whole thing. Well, and it's so crazy because, you know, you mentioned something that has been a hot topic on the show. And it, it, it even was not even a question. It's so interesting how I'm having this conversation with you. Talk to us about ego. Mm. <sighs> It'll mess you up if you let it. Mm. <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of how I operate in this world and a lot of how I see people operate in this world is based out of ego. Mm. Like I need to be the next thing. I yeah. need this. I need to be in this position. I need to have this thing. Why is it them and not me? Why why don't you look at me in this capacity? And that will drive you crazy if you always look at what you're not getting and what you, how you feel like you should be or where you feel like you should be instead of appreciating where you're at right now. Maybe what I've had to talk to myself, especially this year in this gratitude journal year, is like, why do you feel like you need to be in this place? And then also the, the next question is, if you got that thing right now, would you be prepared for it? And if I had to sit with myself, I'm like, yeah, I want this thing, but I'm not even prepared for what I'm asking for. So sometimes you got to sit and learn a lesson and then get whatever you're getting. And that goes back to the bus analogy. But I think with ego, a lot of ego is based out of fear. Um, when people rely on their ego or feel like they have to be recognized in this way to feel important. And triple transparency, at one point I was like that too. And it was like, okay. Well, I want this thing, I want this thing, I want this thing. And then I got the thing, and it's mm-hmm. now like, so now what? So now what? What are you going to do with it? Where are you going to take it next? Like, why did, did your why change? Like, did your house get bigger? You feel whatever. Like, you, you did all these things. You accomplished this goal based off of ego, off of your own self-serving interest. But who are you sharing it with? Right. Are you, are you happy? What are you going to do now? Where do you take it later? Like, you know, and it, it's, it'll beat you up because it's like, okay, you did all these things, but now it's like, okay, well, where do you go? Or do you feel fulfilled? Or do you feel fulfilled? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I remember back in the day, old school, and I'm glad you made that reference to Carrie Washington. Um, Janet Jackson said the exact same thing um, <laughs> about you can have everything in the world and still not be happy. Mm-hmm. And I always oh, think about... Yeah, Right. I always think about people and how hard we work and then we look at other people and mirror our lives with them. But the same prayers that we have for ourselves, they have the same exact thing. So why are we trying to take away their blessings versus 
wait for the universe to bless us with ours. But I'm going to talk about something, though. Look, we're not about to be preachy because that's not even what our show is about. Look, because, y'all, Kyle Kyle was about to take me there, but I'm like, nope, okay. we're not doing that. It's too early. Uh-uh, we still fresh oh. off of Beyonce's concert. No, nah, we're not doing that. Yes, look, look, uh, no, that's right. But I have, okay, I have one more thing. No, please go. Let Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, just speaking on the, um, the idea of ego is I think a lot of people like the idea of the thing instead of the actual thing. You mm. see someone getting it and it's like, oh, no, I want that. I want the glitz and the glamour. But it's like you don't know how they got there, there you what go. they sacrificed to get to that thing and how much they appreciate it for getting to the thing. You know, so I mean, like it, it, that's also perspective shift. But again, back to the fun. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk, you know, we're going to get to the acting at the end, but I want to talk about modeling. A lot of people may or may not. I mean, listen, if you guys are sleeping on his Instagram, he's already showing you how much of a model he already is and was. But I, I, I want to talk about South Africa. OK. Wow. You moved to South Africa. You were in a modeling agency signed. Talk to us about that experience, that moment. You know what's funny? This is one of my um, this is one of my transformative stories. I love this story so much because I, while I was doing uh, Love at First Night, I was working a full time job, so it was nine to five, doing a job, and then on my free time, filming a show. Filming a season. show. Yep. Yeah, and, and at one point, like in between seasons, in between two, season two and three. Um, I came to a crossroads. I'm like, I can't do both. Like, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm like, like, I, I want to I commit to what I love. I'm putting so much time and effort into it, and I believe in what I'm doing so much that I'm willing to, like, bet the farm on it. And during that decision-making process between t- um, season two and three, we had a little bit of a lag time. And I was asking God, I'm like, God, Show me a sign. Yeah. And literally one day, one of my good friends was like, hey, do you want to get signed to this agency on South Africa? Like, I'm like, <laughs> thank you, God. I see Right. I see okay. If that's not a sign. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. So I'm, I'm you know what? I'm just going to go do it. So what I did, crazy, crazy, crazy. I took my last paycheck from that job and went to South Africa and moved there for three months. Only knew what? one person. One person. That's it. My friend that invited me, that's the only person I knew. So I, I took a chance because 2018 actually was one of those years that's like, you're really, really trying me right now. Like, uh, <laughs> my personal life wasn't good. Um, like, you know, dating-wise, my family life was like, Oh my God, my family is familying right now. Like it was like a Tyler Perry drama. Yeah, like going on. My family. There's a lot, a lot going on. Very, very busy. Very busy. Right, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but something got to give. And then the opportunity came up, and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to take a chance on myself. And I'm so happy that I did because living in South Africa had changed my perspective on life. Mm. On life. Just, like, the agency was fun, and I got to do a lot of things. Like, I met a lot of people around the world. It was fun. Like, we still keep up to this day. That was back in 2018. But it changed my perspective on life, living out there. And I used to climb this mountain um, every Friday. It was called um, Lion's Head Mountain. And I talked to God because my grandmother died, like, maybe three weeks prior to me moving out there. And I told her, like, right before I, right before 
I was about to leave. I'm like, I'm going to go and I'm come back and tell you all about it. But you died, unfortunately, a couple of weeks before I left. And I used to climb up that mountain like every Friday to go talk to her and talk to God. And the, the resounding message that I kept getting was don't let what you see forget about what I told you. Mm. And what I told what wow. I told you is all the things that you're asking for, I I promise this for you and it's gonna happen. But if don't let what you see in front of you, don't let the sacrifice like throw you off. Don't let like any of your old situations like cloud your judgment of what you do. You just keep moving forward and doing the things that you're doing. And I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> listen, you you gonna do your big one? Okay, I trust you, and I, I'm gonna let you walk with it. And from there, like, I got so many bookings, so many commercials. Like from that moment, like even to this day, I've done probably like twelve national commercials at this point, Oof. and it's like. It, 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 it was, it's been a struggle. It's been a journey. Like I remember significantly, I used to do e-commerce stuff for Burlington Coat Factory and it was $250 <laughs> per booking, right? And I'm being, I'm being very, very real with you. I'm like $250. I'm like, God, are you sure? Right. Like, are you, this? I was like, yeah, just, trust me. And it was fun. And it was like, yes, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this to prepare you for what you're asking for. And now when I'm doing State Farm, when I'm doing Bowflex, when I'm doing Wawa, when I'm doing like all these high end brands and getting a good amount of money doing these things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you had you had to do these things. You had to take a risk, on, uh, a chance on yourself and prepare for what you're asking for. So when you get to these big time moments, it's like, okay, you're not going to look unfamiliar. You know what I mean? So like, that's what, that's what South Africa taught me. It's like, okay, yes, take a chance. It's not going to look, it's not going to be glamorous in the beginning. It's going to be, you just got to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And then when you get there, it's going to be, it'll make you appreciate what you get so much more. So like, I'm so grateful for my time in South Africa. It was, I can't wait to go back. Well, and I have to say that story needed to be told because I think a lot of people will always try and look for the answer and will try and rush, you know, what is the final? What is the final? I want to get there. And I think for you, you've been able to create that space for yourself. Your grandmother has been able to provide you answers. The universe has been able to say, I got you. Let me work through you and let you live a little bit. And I mean, the campaigns that you've been involved with, you know, I think he only tried to lowball himself. But to be clear, guys, <laughs> Kyle has been a part of some top campaigns from Toyota to Vimo to On The Go 30s to Bowflex to, oh, my God, I'm, we can keep going with multivitamins to Wawa to Clean Global from dot, 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 dot. But I have to say, you know, we could not not talk about you know, your experience and how um, love at first sight changed your life. How was that experience? Hello? Hey, how was that experience on love at first sight? Talk to us about that Uh, for you. Love at first night was one of my favorite experiences, period. Um, I call that show lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. um, because how everybody came together to do that show, it was so organic. We literally became a family over three seasons. And and my um, my love interest on the show, Ramad, his name is Jaden on the show. 
we are literally still friends to this day. Aww. And it's, we like talk all the time. He keeps me updated. I keep him updated on everything that's going on. I bring him on like from the rooftop all the time. But Love at First Night was something that helped me discover who I am as a person. Like, you know, you go into projects thinking like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like this. I'm going to make it like this and do whatever. Da, 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 da. And me, I'm very, I'm very meticulous. I'm mm-hmm. very organized. I, I know what I want to do and all these other good things. But these people taught me so much that I use to this day. They taught me how to be a person. They taught me how to be soft. They taught me how to open up and be vulnerable, not feel bad about it. They taught me how to connect. And it resulted in everything that happened with the show. And it, it's still near and dear to my heart. I will fight for it to the end of the earth. <laughs> because it is such, it's such an important story to tell, especially with black queer storytelling. And in terms of romantic relationships, yeah. it's, it's authentic. And it's so true to life. And that's how I, we were able to connect with so many people and do the numbers that we did. And, and you know, just enter so many spaces. And funny story, funny story. Remember how I said I was in South Africa, right? Right. Day three, I'm in South Africa, in the club, 1, 1 a.m., with some friends that I just met or whatever. <laughs> Someone, somebody literally comes up to me and is like, aren't you that boy from Love at First Night? Aww. In South Africa, y'all, to be clear. In Cape Town, Cape Town, South Africa, I had... Never been to this continent ever in my life. <laughs> and it's 1 a.m. in the morning. And my third day there, somebody comes up and is like, aren't you? And, and it happened like maybe three or four times while I was there. And I'm like, okay, See? so this is impact. And I'm like, okay, so whatever you're doing, this is this is the sign that you got to keep doing it the way that you're doing it, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm just forever grateful because not only did we hit the community, but we were able to hit the globe and impact them in such a way, telling an authentic story, a black queer authentic story Mm -hmm. about relationships, love, family, friendships. And I'm just just grateful that I was able to be a part of it. It's interesting. Love It First Night was one of the shows that I would turn on if I was on a date with someone. And Mm -hmm. if I know it was the weirdest thing, but also the smartest thing, because one, if the show could keep your attention and create a conversation, then we would work out. But then, right. two, it was a great commentary of comedy, of love, of y'all had a lot of drama. It was a lot of mess going on in there. But it was such good television. And I have to say, great job. Great Thank job. You. Great job. Well, now I'm a little embarrassed because you're watching me have sex on screen in front of you. Well, here we are. Listen. <laughs> And to be clear, y'all, that was on episode one. So listen, I want to get into some questions. The first question is actually coming from Christian. Um, And when I told the people that you were coming on the show, I mean, it was like our inbox had gotten crazy. Because like to my point, to a lot of people's point, to the people even in South Africa, the people love you. You've, You've been a great impact. The team has been a great impact. You know, people that you've worked with. You know, we we love the work that you've done. First question from Christian, and he is out of Detroit. He asks, Kyle, how much patience is required in this field of acting? Hi, Christian. How you doing? (laughs) Um, 
all the patients in the world. You literally have to be, and it's it's so funny me saying that because I'm the most impatient person ever. <laughs> but that's the that's the biggest thing. You have to learn and appreciate patience because some things happen um, that aren't on your timeline, and it's like even if they are on your timeline, and it's like okay, we're going to do this thing at the last minute. Things could switch. Somebody can change their mind. Whole campaign can go like there's. There's so many things that can go wrong, go left, or take longer than you expected because you can't control everything. So you have to practice and appreciate patience, not only in the acting field, but just in your life. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't yeah. rush everything. Yeah. Next question comes from, her name is Monica. Shout out to Monica out in Atlanta. She, hey, Monica. Hey, Monica. So question is, Kyle, every industry, including entertainment industry, is full of competition. What do you do to stand out amidst the competition? Um, I don't compete. <laughs> <laughs> Look, hold on. Wait, before you answer, hold on. Before you answer the question, Kyle said, I am one of one. I'm number one. Number one. I'm the only one. <laughs> no, but go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. I don't compete because competition, it is. It's an argument with someone else that's only in your head. I'm not competing with anybody else about anything because I honestly, and again, I'm not trying to preach, but I literally live by this. I am, my steps are already ordered. Mm. So I, I, like, I don't, I don't have to compete with anybody about anything. Actually, I make it a point to cheer on somebody who gets something I want. Like, Real talk, real talk. Sometimes I do be something like, man, I didn't want that one. <laughs> right, right. But then I have to, then I have to bring it back and like, oh, it's okay because not right now. It, it was that wasn't meant for you, and that's okay. And that don't happen a lot. But like, I don't compete with anybody because my thing is my thing. And then when I get my thing, they're not going to do it like me. So I, I don't. I get the the air of competition out of my head. I will compete with myself, and mm. that's about it. It's like, all right, how can you? How can you improve in a way to make yourself better for the next time the next opportunity comes up? So, and that's a shift in perspective too. But I ain't gonna hold you. I do be tight sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I do. But but I ultimately, I don't compete. You don't have to compete. I'm glad that you said that because the reality is some people have to understand in life we're human. And as a human form, we will look at other people whether it's they have a better body than us, they may have a uh, you know a nicer car, more money, but regardless of whatever their purpose is, it's not your purpose. And you talked a lot about this as we get ready to wrap our show. You talked a lot about this at the beginning of journaling, and we have recurated our show at the end of last year, I believe, and we created a piece called the therapy session. And this piece really does ask like those personal questions to really make you think. And you highlighted journaling. My first question is, how do you feel in yourself in your life right now? Is there anything you wish you could change or anything you wish you had? Anything I wish I could change or anything I wish I had? Um, Honestly, no. I don't have everything, but I have myself. And I think um, just with everything that I've accomplished, everything that we've discussed, everything, like, that's wonderful. But it's more so appreciating the moment, appreciating where I'm at, appreciate what right now is trying to teach me, um, appreciating the people around me while I have them. 
And then also just pushing myself to be a better version of myself in the way that I see myself right now. Like, cause I can, I proved I can do everything I put my mind to. I've already done it. And like having this conversation and reflecting on everything, I'm like, wow, you did do a lot of stuff. That's yeah. amazing. But what's amazing to me right now is being able to spend time with my niece and nephews. What's amazing is being able to connect with you, being able to tell the story. Cause the last year and a half, I, again, I'm not going to hold you the last year and a half has been very trying, very trying, but I didn't give up. I'm here, I'm recalibrating, and I'm literally on the verge of doing everything that I set up and wanted to do um, by taking that that same chance that I took when I went to South Africa. Like, it's literally that same thing, that same feeling, and I'm, I'm grateful for what I have right now and what I'm, where I'm at right now. So when I get what I want, because I'm going to get it. There you go. It's just... Uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna get everything. I'm, you know how New York said. I was like, I'm not gonna break a leg. I'm gonna get the part. There you go. <laughs> like, that's, that's literally how I look like. I'm going to get it. It's more so just appreciating what you have right now. So when you do get what you want, you won't take it for granted or take it or take yourself lightly or sell yourself short. And that's just where I'm at right now. So I wouldn't change anything. What have your past relationships taught you? And do you have any regrets? I feel like Ariana Grande right now. Like, listen, listen, we get de- we get deep at the end of the. And listen, that's what we do. <laughs> um, I don't regret anything because each of them taught me something that I needed to tap more into about myself. Um, mm. My last situation taught me to put myself first and love myself first, and then also be adamant about my boundaries. Um, another relationship taught me like it's it's okay to it's okay to feel and be vulnerable because for a very long time I I had a problem being vulnerable but it's like no I was this thing and sometimes things don't work out but it doesn't mean you're a failure it's just maybe you just don't align with that person anymore and it it happens but Mm -hmm. you pick yourself up and you keep moving you know but I don't, I don't regret any of them. Actually, I appreciate all of them. Like, this is also after a period of time. So don't think it's like, <laughs> it just happened yesterday. Right, right. At first, it might have been, fuck that nigga. But <laughs> now, <laughs> now I'm looking at it like, no, I appreciate everything that you did. And it's like, even if it, if it ended horribly or if it ended great, like, it ended with me learning something. And from that, I'm taking a piece of my experience with you. And holding it near and dear to me as a lesson to what to do next time or what not to do next time. So, like, I don't regret any of it. It, it actually helps. Look, y'all, Kyle is being nice. Uh, currently, right now, sometimes I'm like, look, I've moved on, but it's still F that. So, whatever. So. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is fucking them, but it's like. But also, like, I I think especially with this last one, it was more so like I appreciate. I appreciate that person. Our last, them. our last two questions. One is, mm-hmm. what is your personal philosophy to life? Mm. I have this tattooed on me, um, so it's gonna be a quote. <clears throat> Don't trust in your sight, but believe in your vision. Because your your sight shows you what is, and your vision shows you what y'all be. So mm. it's pretty much an elongated walk by faith and not by sight. Our last question, Kyle. Um, 
I love this question because it really does make you look at life and <clears throat> everything that you've done, everything that you've accomplished, you've been able to travel the world, you've been able to be noticed in Cape Town, South Africa, to many different places around the world. But in addition to, you've also touched people with the campaigns that you've been involved with, the magazines and the interviews that you've done, but also your friends, your family, the people that love you, the stories that you guys have been able to curate and the life that you've been able to live. What do you want your legacy to be? That's a great question. Um, what do I want my legacy to be? I want my legacy to be that he did his big one every time he came out. Like, <laughs> it's like every time, every time he comes out, like he did his big one. Like, and every time you see him coming, it's gonna be a big one because mm-hmm. it's it's less about things or having things it for me it's it's about impact it's about like my i want to be impactful everything that i do i want it to be impactful and to live on beyond when i'm going i that's i did your big one every time you came out and it's like you know it's impactful it's touching it's it's elevating and it's inspiring as well so you did your big one Kyle, you've inspired us. You've constantly made sure that you've let us know that your big one matters because it has. And I want to thank you, honestly, for your service. I want to thank you just for your footprint in the industry. But we want to give everyone their flowers. That's the reason we created the Jameer Smith Show is to partner with creatives, people that are telling their stories and they have footprints in the industry to let others know that they can do it too. And there's a little boy in this little small town somewhere or girl looking at you like, wow, he left. He was able to make it. I want to mirror my life like his. So any last words you want to leave any of your followers, any of your newfound followers, because to be clear, we're heard on 10 major platforms. So they're going to hear your story. They're going to hear the amazing words of wisdom. And they're also going to hear your big one, as you say. Oh, yeah, oh yes. They're going to oh, hear yes. that big one. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And you're you going to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> any last words you want to leave any, any of your listeners, any of your followers, any last words? Um, I want to say thank you first. Thank you. Of course. Um, but last words it literally if you can see it in your mind and you can't stop thinking about it do it do it whatever that it is do it just go for it it's not going to be easy it's it's going to help you it's going to shape you to who you need to be not who you want to be but just do it and follow through that part Guys, I want you to make sure you continue to support this amazing creative this model actor host on Instagram at KP underscore official one. And also the host of make it a moment dot official on Instagram and on YouTube. And I love what he says, doing what I do when I do it. So make sure you continue to support this amazing (laughs) creative. And as we say, period. Period. Thank you guys so much for listening. As we always say at the end of the show, stay positive, but stay creative. Until next time, thank you for tuning in.
Thank you for having me.